Welcome to episode 15 of our little baby podcast. Um, This week we're bringing you something a little different. It's a shorter episode than our usual hour-long rambling (laughs) conversations. Today is just Robin. She recorded this content um, a few weeks ago, and we're bringing it to you today because we thought it was some really good ideas to think about for post-COVID era dance studio ownership. Um, I'm trying to think of this time, this crazy new world we're in, as an opportunity for rebirth, regrowth, rebranding, and to finally, when I reopen, um, have all those changes in place that I've always been thinking about and having kind of a new... um, sort of a brand new studio for my students to come back to. And Robin has a great thing going at her studio where all students take a whole package of classes. So whatever level you're in, it's a prescribed package. You take three ballets, one modern, two two jazz, whatever it might be, but there's no exceptions. You take the whole package and that's that. And she's able to turn out some incredible dancers because of this package program. She also has membership pricing in her studio. And she's going to talk about how that works, what the benefits are, and hopefully when we all reopen our studios after this whole mess is over, we will be able to implement some of these ideas to create stronger, more healthy businesses for our studios. So enjoy. Hello everyone, it's Robin from DSO Connect and today we're going to talk about some radical ideas that might very well change the whole dance studio game. I'm talking about shifting the studio business model with class packages, membership pricing, and a perpetual schedule. Have you ever wondered why most dance studios, perhaps yours as well, are operating on a business model that is decades old and that favors the customer over the owner? Why are we banging the marketing drum again and again, trying to get new students in the door, only to turn around and tell them that the session is over now and it's time for them to stop patronizing our establishment? Then we start banging the drum again the next week, begging those same students to return for the summer. It just seems like madness to me. Expensive, time-consuming, and exhausting madness. You know who does it differently though? Music schools, karate schools, and my performing arts studio. We have flipped that dated business model on its head and we are enjoying more consistency with enrollment and in our bank accounts. All right, now, before you start having a panic attack, I am not suggesting that you throw everything down the toilet and perform a complete overhaul on the way that you run your studio. I'm just asking that you open your mind, hear me out, and perhaps implement a few little things that will move you to a better place. Once you get a taste of how good this is, I bet you'll be back for more. All right, so here we go. First, dance class packages. One of the smartest things I ever did in my business, I did by accident. When I first opened 28 years ago, I had one single room on Saturdays from 12 to 6. I needed to schedule all my classes one at a time consecutively, obviously. So level one ballet was at 12. Then level one jazz was at one, followed by level one tap at two. 
At three o'clock, those kids left and the level two kids arrived for their three classes. At the very beginning, I was marketing these classes a la carte, allowing the parents to choose only the classes they wanted. The problem was you might have a parent who wanted ballet and tap, but not jazz, causing a hole in their schedule. So instead of having the child wait around for an hour, they would say, never mind, we'll just take ballet and then head home. No, that's the opposite of what we want, right? It didn't take long before I started just serving up the classes as a package, just presenting it as a three-hour chunk of time where the kids get ballet, jazz, and tap. That's the deal. No substitutions. Does that sound scary? Are you thinking, my customers would never go for that? I bet they would. When I think back on it, I remember only one student pushing back on me about this. Fun fact, it was Casey. It was Casey, my fellow DSO Connect founder. So at the time, I had a male instructor from Alvin Ailey teaching the jazz class, and he was pretty intimidating. Casey must have been about seven at the time, and she was having no part of this instructor and his loud, demanding voice. She signed up for the ballet and tap and would bring a little lunch bag and sit on the floor in the corner during jazz. It wasn't a huge big deal at the time, and eventually she joined the jazz class, but this was the exception, not the rule. Anyway, the secret to making this work is to stick to your policies and do not make exceptions. At our studio, if a dancer wants to break up the package, we allow them to take class, but the dancer is not permitted to perform. No exceptions ever. Once you bend your rule, you're done. The mommies will smell that weakness a mile away and the whole house of cards will come crashing down around you. I promise it doesn't work. So let's talk about why selling your classes as a package is such a fantastic idea. Not only for your business, but for your students and your teachers as well. It's a win, 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 win. That's four wins. The first win, when you sell your class packages, you are selling more classes, obviously. This makes your business stronger. A thriving studio serves its customers better than a struggling one. I think we can all agree that the health of your studio is of monumental benefit to all those involved, especially the business owner. The second win, when your students are taking a well-rounded package of classes, they grow as dancers. They are really learning. This is perhaps the greatest benefit of all. Your students will progress as they should. I explain it to parents this way. When you take your child to register for kindergarten, do you say, we want to sign up for reading and spelling, but we aren't interested in math? We tried math last year and it's really boring. Of course not. It's assumed that the school system knows what it takes to educate your child from kindergarten to graduation. And our children follow a curriculum that creates a well-educated young adult. As dance educators, don't we know better than the typical parent what it takes to train a dancer? I'm sure we can all agree that a dancer is not properly trained in one hour a week. Similarly, many of us can agree that ballet is an important foundational element to training a dancer. We need to serve up what we know will get the desired outcome that the parent is paying us to deliver. Because our industry is not regulated, thank goodness, but that's a whole nother podcast, we get to design our programs in a way that is in keeping with our own convictions as dance educators. In my studio, teen dancers are required to take three 90-minute ballet classes with point for those who qualify. 
a 90-minute modern, a 60-minute jazz, and a 60-minute tap class each week at a minimum. This is what I believe gets the results that align with my vision to create well-rounded and diverse dancers. If you have a ballet-focused studio, your core class package may be different, but your package will create a different kind of dancer. A hip-hop studio owner may have a whole different lineup of classes. You get the point. The important thing is that we are educating our students and parents about what needs to be studied in order to get the desired results. Parents do not know this unless we lead them. You are actually serving your customers by giving them a complete dance education. The third win is the parents. The parents are winners in this scenario as well because they are more likely to get a return on their investment when your program is well thought out and solid. As studio owners, we aren't in this to just collect tuition and leave it at that. We want our customers to be satisfied. We want them to get what they paid for. Happy parents are a real win. Finally, our teachers win. Your dance teachers will gain so much more satisfaction from their jobs if they see improvements in the classroom. With a cohesive package of classes, Jazz students will be better qualified to execute their material because they have the ballet classes to back up the technique. Happy teachers mean less employee turnover and a stronger team culture. I bet your teachers will be thrilled to know that their students are dancing multiple hours a week and that all their class sizes are healthy. So by now you can hopefully see that offering class packages is a great idea, but how do you actually put this into action? Well, if you're a new studio owner, do it right now from the start. That's the easiest way. Just set up your program this way, and as your business grows, it will simply be the norm. But what if you already have an established studio? I suggest you give some serious consideration to slowly implementing these concepts with baby steps over time. Start with the youngest dancers. They have no preconceived idea about how things were last year, they are malleable and will grow with you. Here's an example of how to get started. You probably already offer combo classes for three to four-year-olds, right? Ballet and tap or creative movement and rhythm. Whatever your blend is, this is your first offering of a class package. Make sure it represents what you believe three to four-year-olds should be receiving in order to reach your desired end result. Five to six-year-olds will have a combo class as well. These are easy to sell to parents because they offer a variety of styles and are packaged together with a nice bow. Continue this concept with the seven to nine-year-old set. Ballet, tap, and jazz, perhaps. I would discourage you from offering choices like a ballet, tap, jazz, or a ballet, hip-hop, tumbling combo. This sends the message that these classes are electives rather than important stepping stones and a part of a well thought out master plan. As these young dancers grow up in your studio, keep offering the packages. They will see the results and keep coming back for more. Let the older dancers have an optional package, encourage but don't require it, and bide your time until they shed off. Before you know it, there will be a whole new vibe at your studio and it will be one of consistency and loyalty and solid technical training, I promise. A few more things you can do just as icing on the cake. Um, frame your program in a way that paints a picture of each student staying on for the duration. 
Have your designer create a roadmap or some similar image that shows parents what's to come as they follow your carefully prescribed plan. I have a really nice one for our gymnastics program and also for our dance program, and I will post them um, in the group so that you can see. And if you really like them, my designer can just um, whip one up for your studio with your individual specs in there. So you can reach out to me through, um, you know, through the DSO Connect Facebook page if you're interested in that. Talk in terms that predict longevity from your dancers. Instead of saying, if you're still here when you're a senior, you'll get to do a senior dance, say something like, when you're a senior, you'll have a senior dance. Remember that school analogy I talked about earlier? When parents enroll their kids in school, they don't constantly ask themselves, will we sign up for another year? No, they approach the whole endeavor with the assumption that it's a long-term commitment. I am not suggesting that you contract your customers for a 12-year span, but by speaking of our programs from this perspective, that's how we're framing the expectations. You should also sprinkle in little traditions that dancers will look forward to, like National Dance Honor Society induction in middle school, student choreography showcase in high school, and special perks for seniors. Incorporate these traditions so that dancers will hang on and aspire to the next milestone. What you will find, I suspect, is that over the course of a few years, the dancers will grow closer, they will be technically stronger, and they will be committed to dancing at your studio like never before. Okay, next topic, membership pricing. Do you belong to a gym? If you do, you pay a certain amount every month, year round, via auto pay, regardless of how many times you show up or how many snow days there were. Same with your cable bill. What if you don't watch TV for a week because you were super busy at work or you went on vacation? Do you expect your cable bill to be prorated? Of course you don't. As dance studio owners, I want us to move in the direction of membership pricing because it's good for our businesses and the more we do it, the more it becomes the industry norm. At EMC, at my studio, we start with an hourly tuition rate, multiply it by the number of classes offered in a 12-month year, add in performance fees, DVDs, master classes, field trips. You can even add recital tickets, costumes, comp fees if you want. Then divide the whole amount into monthly payments, and that's the fee. No refunds, no prorating. That's just the fee. And don't even break it down. Just say this is the fee for whatever tier. So let's say you have a student who comes one hour a week. This is their fee. But then your, your, you know, your older dancers who come for 12 hours a week, they have a different fee. It's like a tiered pricing fee. But you don't want to um, itemize it and um, break it down because the parents will nitpick that. You know. Here's why I think this is brilliant. My dad belongs to a golf club. Whenever we go there, whether it be for dinner, to hang out at the pool, or even a shop in the pro shop, no money is exchanged. Even tipping is off limits. One day my dad said, Robin, you should adopt this at your studio. Of course, I didn't understand why until he explained that the idea is for families to not associate coming to the club or your studio with parting with their money. We want our customers to feel the pinch of their payment only once per month 
or more seldom if you wish. And the rest of your interactions are all about you giving them value. Show DVDs, hand them out. Master classes, come on in. Field trip, let's go. Need some swag, we'll add it to your bill. Need recital flowers, put your wallet away. You get it? Don't take money from your customers, except once a month, electronically, and quietly. We want to make it super easy for our families to say, yes, sign me up. Basically, by utilizing an all-inclusive pricing model, we will have more participation in the educational events we plan for our students' growth. I incorporate the cost for a masterclass in each dance company member's fee, so when I promote it, I don't have to spend my energy, quote, beating the drum and wondering if I'm going to get enough enrollment only to end up canceling or taking a loss after expending all that effort. I know that all but one or two will be there, and even the ones that get sick or have an unavoidable conflict have paid anyway. I know I can pay the teacher. I know I can pay the overhead. I know I can enjoy a modest profit and stress less. Most important thing. Again, this might sound radical, but you can ease into this concept a little at a time. As your current students shed off, this will simply be the new normal for the incoming population. Okay, the last piece to the puzzle is perpetual classes. Did you realize that piano teachers and karate studios run on a perpetual calendar? Students just keep coming until they don't want to come anymore, and then the responsibility is theirs to withdraw. If they keep forgetting or don't get around to it, then that doesn't impact your bottom line the way it would if they forget to sign up. Have you ever run into a dancer's mom in August, right before the new season is about to begin, and she says, oh, I've been meaning to get online and sign Susie up for the new dance year, but life is so hectic. I will get to it, I promise. Well, that's frustrating, and as a studio owner, you are now just weeks away from opening, and you have no idea if your happy customers from June are returning or not. It's so hard. But with perpetual enrollment, the assumption is that the families are returning. Until they tell you otherwise, they are enrolled. Not only does this make life easier for you, it is serving your customers in a caring way. If they are crazy busy and drowning in their day-to-day -day tasks, you just did them a huge favor. You eliminated a tedious task that was acting as a barrier to entry when it came to delivering your service. Your customers will love this. They will thank you for it. One way that we can keep our dancers super excited about dance after the spring concert is that we hold company auditions in May. When the dancers know their new placements and look forward to starting their new levels in the summer, enthusiasm is at an all-time high. Attendance is consistent. Dancers are growing. Teachers are working. And business owners aren't stressing. How does all that sound? To me, it sounds like peace of mind. It sounds like no longer wishing the summer away so that we can have money in the bank. That's truly no way to live. As dance studio owners, we put our hearts and souls into our work and into our students. We're business owners unlike many others because we fall in love with our students and we strive to give them all we have, even at our own expense. We owe it to ourselves to set up our businesses in a way that protect us. We need financial stability. 
We are always here for our students and we need to be able to depend on income being there for us. Gone are the days of feeling guilty for earning a living doing what we love. We know our worth. We know that we deliver the highest quality programming that we possibly can, and we have the very best interest of our customers in mind. Let's set up our systems to ensure that our studios are here to serve young dancers for generations to come. Let's do this. That's all I have on this topic for now. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Comment in the Facebook group, DSO Connect Community, and let's keep the conversation going. I hope to see you there. See you next time, DSOs. All right, friends. So I hope all of that got your gears turning with some new ideas for your studio and how to make it a huge success once we're able to return to normalcy. <laughs> um, if you're not already, please make sure you have joined our free Facebook group, DSO Connect Community. Please do answer the questions to join. And please, please, please subscribe to this podcast and rate and review and share it with your friends in the dance industry. We want to reach as many people as possible so we can help as many people as possible. Thanks so much for listening and we'll be back next week. Bye.